I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, and welcome to The Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, and if you're not already subscribed, why don't you go and do so? Also, leave us iTunes reviews. I ask you every week... Just because I ask you every week doesn't mean it gets less important. In fact, if anything, it gets more important. I'm hammering home that message. Leave me a review on iTunes, please. If you do that, I'd be very, very grateful providing the nice and have five stars because it pushes us up the rankings, up the tables, and that's very important for keeping things ticking over down here. If you want to get involved with the conversation, talk to me on Twitter, suggest some guests, or just have general banter, you can find me at jbeardmore, this podcast at the Rugby Dungeon, and, of course, the world's biggest rugby podcast, the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, including Tim Cocker and Phil. That is out every Monday without fail. In fact, it has been so for about four years now. I think we're approaching our fourth year anniversary. So go and find us there. Today's guest is Joe Ford. Uh, Joe, you'll obviously know from being the son of ex-Bath coach Mike Ford. Uh, and Joe is currently preparing to play in what I consider to be the most exciting game in English rugby, which is the IPA Green King Championship Playoff Final. We talk about that and much, much more. So here he is, my interview with Joe Ford. Hi, Joe. How are you? Sorry, just one minute. I'll just get sat down. <laughs> it's all right. Are you comfortable? Are you comfortable? Yeah, I am now, yeah. Excellent. What have you been up to today? So just had training this morning. Yeah. And- then that's it, mate. This afternoon, quite we've had a couple of tough days, so I just chilled out this afternoon. Yeah, what is your schedule at the moment? Because you're you guys are through to the um, Green yeah, King the IPA final, yeah. Yeah, which are on Wednesdays, so it's a bit all over the place. So we'll we'll have to be in on like Saturday and Sunday this week. But oh, that must really mess up your yeah. routine, actually. Yeah, it's, it's strange, but anyway, it'll be all right. It's only a couple of weeks of it, isn't it? Tell, tell me this. Do you know when you were playing like in Sale or Northampton, like when you were in the, in the Premiership, did you ever pay yeah. much attention to the Championship playoffs? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love, especially, well, they've been great, haven't they, the last couple of years? Yeah. Uh, it's great to watch, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, they are absolutely brutal. I don't know any other rugby that gets played over two legs, but I think since, I I'm trying to think, like since maybe... Yeah, since the Welsh went up first time round, I've watched yeah. them religiously. What are you expecting off um, off London Irish when you guys meet up? Um, the, 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 to be honest, they're a really well coached side. I think so. They all they all know exactly what they're doing. You know, to, to the to the exact detail, which is and they stick to it. To be fair to them, they're a very good side. Um, very similar to Saracens when they first started off. You know, really focus on a good kick chase. Yeah. Um, the defense is 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 really good. Uh, good line speed and put put you under a lot of pressure. So 
it'll, you know that that's what I expect from them. And then when they do get the chance, they're, they're pretty ruthless, and you know in the the their half, in our half, sorry. So um, they're just a good team, mate. You know they've 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 uh, as you can see they've been the best team by quite a, quite a long way this year. Yeah, how did you go up against them when you met when you met first time round? So first time it was. It was uh, it was in the game for sixty minutes, and we and then we just we just fell off it last twenty. And to be fair to them, they, they scored a few late tries, but it was probably a bit closer than the, the scoreline suggested. Well, they're yeah. a strange organisation, aren't they? Because they had Brendan Venter in there, I think, the start of the season on a consultant role. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me though if they are building in a very similar way to the way that Saracens did. Yeah, you can tell the way they're playing. Um, very similar, like I said, the kick chase and. Um, you know they all stick to it. You can tell they they do a lot of it in training, and you know it's, it's they just wait for the other team to crack, and then and then they take take them chances. So it's difficult to play against. You've got to be patient, but mm. um, you know they, there's these chances as well if you get it right. Yeah, well, I think I mean obviously the there's Bristol Worcester that was fairly close. Um, yeah. When in fact that was probably the best the best game the championships ever seen actually the second leg brilliant. of Bristol yeah. uh, Bristol Worcester. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um, that that was when Worcester scored last player, was it? Yeah, pretty much. I think Bristol might have even had two men in the bin. Yeah, Bristol thought they'd won it, didn't they? I can remember. But yeah, crazy. So I'm thinking, right, that this might be one of the one of the more closely contested ones because prior to that, generally speaking, when you get to the final, there'll be a plucky outsider and then yeah. there'll be like whoever the superpower is in the championship this year. I don't think it's quite that clear. I mean, obviously, London Irish have got that pedigree. They've only just come down. But you yeah. guys aren't too shabby yourself. No, yeah, I agree. I think like, I think they are the favourites, but like you say, it's not it's not mass- massive like it has been in previous years. So, yeah, it, on, on paper, it'll be close, but we've got to, you know, if we don't turn up, they will batter us, so... You know, it's not not a case of, you know, we can we can play within ourselves and, and get a result we won't do. So, and same for them, I guess. If they don't play as well as they can, then we can we can score some good tries on them. So, yeah, absolutely. So, have you been? You've been up in uh, Yorkshire now. F- it was just been this season. This is your first season back. You've had two previous stints up in yeah, Leeds. So, aware, yeah. So, first year, I that's when I. Come through really. I had one year in the academy and then one year when I brought through to the first team, which is when they, they stayed up that year in the Premiership. Yeah. So that that was good. Now was that like the Luther Burrell team? Yeah, Luther, um, Callum Clark, who I went to Northampton with at the same time. I didn't um, know that. There's some good players in that team, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, was that all that? I think that was all under Stuart Lancaster. Um, no, that was under Neil Back and Andy Key. So they're like the. I got the year when they come in just as Lanny went to England. Ah, so I right. Never got, I never got Lanny. But that, that that group of players did come through Lancaster, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, they, I mean, still now, I mean, they generate so much talent. Oh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing academy at Leeds. It's always, it always has done, you know, but just difficult to keep hold of them because of not they're not in the top flight. So, it's like I say, it's really important they get back there soon. Well, you know, it's not just Yorkshire. I mean, I was on. Um, I was talking to Nathan Middleton, who um, you probably met yeah. him when when you were at Sale, yeah. who does yeah, yeah. the BBC, um, who basically does the BBC coverage for Sale Sharks. And one of the guests was saying that there's not enough talent in in the north, in the north, and particularly in the northwest. I'm like, well, there is. I mean, there's you, 
There's your brother. <laughs> there's Owen Farrell. There's uh, yeah. Myla. Yeah, it's crazy. That that's ridiculous. Especially, also you got to take the rugby league into account as well. There's some unbelievably ta- talented players in in that court as well. Young players, obviously George Owen, come through that, didn't they? Ashton come through that. So, you know, there's there's so many good rugby players up north. Yeah, I think that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's a strange one because I actually work up in Oldham. And, like, no yeah. one really thinks of Oldham as a rugby town anymore because, well, there's no rugby... Well, there is rugby played there. I mean, I'm sure if you're an Oldham fan, you're going to take uh, exceptions <laughs> to me saying that. But the appetite for rugby league there is just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The players who come out of Oldham alone, you know, I know a lot of rugby league, but Kevin Sinfield, people like that. Yeah. Incredible, incredible how they've, they've done it over the years. Well, you always yeah. hear about... Um, uh, you always hear about Sir Kevin and you always hear... Um, uh, George and Joe, such lovely boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, we were just it's just a great amateur setup, you know. I know the, like you say, Oldham aren't doing very, the best in in the rugby league, but the amateur, there's so many teams, three good, real good teams in Oldham that, you know, play at great and travel to Wigan every other weekend and play the top teams, you know. So it's just it's just so good as a kid coming up if you want to be a rugby player. Yeah, who were you playing for? Uh, when, when you were a kid, <laughs> me and George, we, we we played from all really. So we, there was another, our main my main club was Saddleworth Rangers. Yeah, um, and then George's main club was Waterhead. Really, I've which actually, is where Sydney's from. Yeah, I've actually trained at Waterhead. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they were the two, and we both played for George played for Saddleworth at young, and I played for Waterhead when I was a bit older as well. So. Yeah, um, we both played for both. Yeah, I um I went to Waterhead because a guy, a guy who I played rugby with in Broughton Park, and by the way, we're like level seven at the time, and I wasn't even playing first team, but I was twenty four, yeah. and I quite I quite fancied myself as being able to go into the gym. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, come up. We we do these circuits with them." Um, yeah, bunch I remember of, like, the circuits. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> a, a bunch of forty year olds. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'll smash them." Absolutely wrong. Could not be more wrong. <laughs> they love it, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, 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 were you doing it when? Uh, I'm guessing you were doing it. Yeah, like, I've done loads of them circuits you're on about. I can make to them now. Yeah, it's so old school. Yeah, yeah, so old school, isn't it? it just the the equipment's about two hundred years old. And <laughs> my favourite is the um, uneven shoulder press because one of the dumbbells is like half like half of the um, crescent missing. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant, boy. You know, it's just a great way to. I think it just it builds it brings you up in just a great way. You know, character wise and that and. You know, everyone just, they all love it, don't they? I'm sure you can say they all had a great time. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, you know, the the whole rugby league community there is brilliant. I just wish that they could find some way to bring Oldham back into Super League contention. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree with you because the, the junior, they've got the junior section, right? Like I said, yeah. similar to Yorkshire, but then they just need that top team to get up there somehow. And it's a lot smaller place than, say, many of the other rugby league towns. Yeah, yeah, it is actually, yeah. Um, but they've always held their own, like I say. Um, Waterhead and Sadworth have always been, you know, in the top leagues from when I've from when I've known. So, yeah, they've always seemed to do well. I don't, I don't know what it is, but they always seem to get good players. Enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, tell me, what was it like for you growing up as growing up as a kid? Then, were, were you always watching your dad play? Yeah. So going back. Probably, I can't really remember him. I got I got took to Castleford Tigers games, but I can't. I was probably a bit young to remember. But the first bit I can really remember is when he went back to Oldham as player coach, and yeah, 
and he, he took me and George every all, all the time, you know, to training sessions, um, and we got to just be on the side of the pitch and and you know help out, and then went to games and you know was always around around the the changing rooms and 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 stuff like that. So that were the you know great memories that for me and George, and I thought I think that's just really helped us you know get get into rugby properly and, and love the game yeah i can't imagine you were going to be anything else other than a rugby player did, did anything else ever cross your mind um probably i was a bit more into football than george yeah. um I, I was big liverpool fan so um i was into football and did it probably you know as a young kid but then no i, I was always going to wanted to be a rugby player i think but i did enjoy my football it was always uh, going to be a sport then yeah, it's always going to be a sport. Yeah, we were into our golf as well, but um, rugby was always number one. Yeah, so it wasn't like rugby or maybe actuarial accountant. No, no, it was always rugby or rugby. <laughs> uh, did, did you boys end up going to Australia, or did you stay here when your dad played that down there? Yeah, no, yeah, we went, we went out there for. I think we lived out there. I can't remember. It was definitely one to two years. I was so young, but we he played for um, a team in Brisbane, so. I can remember bits of it, not not massively. I was still quite young, but um, it was good from what I can remember. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, I, I bet it was a huge advantage actually when you start going, you start getting a bit older, getting through the academy systems of where, where, wherever you go, about having that amount of knowledge to fall back on. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, going into that environment at such a young age, although Oldham wasn't um, like for. Super League level then it was still the league below and it was still run quite professionally so it was just great to see you know that players um, how they prepared and you know how they trained and what it took really yeah and you know what although rugby union is now professional I do think there's like an ingrained culture in rugby league and it still has that slight edge even now on the professionalism stakes yeah I agree I just think if you go and watch uh, maybe an under 10s game Mm. Um, and you, in rugby league, everyone's tackling, everyone's passing. You know, um, they're all spread out over the pitch. If you go and watch it at rugby union, uh, you just you could throw a blanket over everyone. You know, because of the rook and yeah. it's just so messy. And I think because league at that age is just so good to get your core skills in place. Um, I I believe anyway, and that's why you you get real good athletes coming through the game, you know, from an early age in league. Well, they talk about things, don't they, in training particularly, like how many touches per game or per session can you have? Yeah, and, and it can only be good, can't it? It can only be good for young kids. Because that's, that's I know this scrummaging and all that and rooking, but the way you play, the reason you play the game is to, hopefully to get the ball on your hand, hands in it and, you know, and, and enjoy it. So that that's where league's real good for that, I think. Yeah, I, I always had the thought that Rugby union back should be playing league until age eighteen, and then they can be introduced to fifteens. I don't know what the forwards do during that time, wrestling, yeah, wrestling or be, something. It'd be amazing for the backs. That'd be a great idea. It would be, you yeah. know, because they'd, they'd be the core skills, like you said, the amount of touches they get in comparison to playing union for them amount of years would be, you know, mm. so much more, so much more. Now, tell me this: when you were in Yorkshire, sorry. I always call it Yorkshire when it should be Leeds and Leeds when it should, when it should be Yorkshire. Leeds, yeah. When you were at Leeds last time, um, you guys were in the Premiership. You stayed up. So is this your first year playing Championship? No, when I went back to Leeds the second time, um, I, I had two years playing. So when I went back from Northampton, that that went, 
I had two years playing championship then. Ah, okay. Um, so, yeah, they were my first two years and then obviously moved on to sale after that and then I'm back here now, so. Yeah, so you had, what, three years up in the Prem with, uh, with sale and now and now you're back. Um, yeah. What What is the thing which sticks out to you most when you go back to championship and start playing there again? Um, just the... When you go to an away game in in Premiership rugby, it's unbelievable. Just the the support, the stadium, the the you know everything about it. Championship, you know, it's just it's just another. I think it's just another level down from that. You know, the amount. I know it's not important, but the amount of people that watch um, the facilities, you know, stuff like that. Really, that's what really um, sticks out in my mind. There's a big difference, uh, Premiership yeah. and Championship. You know, um, from from that, to be honest. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at a team like Leeds, and I think most of your guys have Premiership experience. In fact, most of them yeah. have Sale Sharks experience, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot... lot of, uh, the quality in the Championship's real good, especially the physicality. Mm. And then, like you said, Leeds, we have... I think most of our starting teams play Premiership, so some good players in there, you know. Um, but like I say, it's just not... It's just not the same as the Premiership. The intensity is nowhere near, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, the speed of the game, if you watch... Maybe the top-end championships, you know, up there, but if you just watch a mid-table, or, I don't think it's anywhere near the, champ- the Premiership for that. Yeah, I mean, you just need to look at Bristol this this year. A really, really solidly put put together team, actually. All, you know, all the starting fifteen have had good experience. In some cases, in international experience, but I just don't think they were used to playing that pace until the very end of the Premiership season, when it's too late. No, and it's it's so difficult because you finish. So if we get promoted or London Irish get promoted, they'll finish twenty fourth. So, yeah. so teams in the Premiership have already had two weeks extra rest in them. And then they've got to get in place new players and, you know, the pre-season and, and all that. It's just such an unfair advantage for the team that gets promoted because they, they're already so, so many weeks behind and the recruitment must be so difficult because you can't guarantee a place in the Premiership, can you? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean... As a top player, why, why would you... It'd be so difficult to sign because you might be playing Championship. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Again. Yeah, it, it kind of opens up. It kind of forces clubs down the wrong way in a certain respect. And what I mean by that is, say if you're London Irish, I guess the gamble for them is, do they retain a Premiership-style squad 
Yeah. And if they don't go up, what will they do with that Premiership style squad? Because it can't be cheap. And same with Leeds. Do they invest in a Premiership standard squad without being able to pay for it in the, in the Championship on the hope that they go up to the Premiership? It's a exactly. real, real yeah. tricky thing to do. Yeah, it's so difficult. Especially Leeds, for example. They, I think they have got the investors, but you can't. Why would you put the money in until you know that they're in the yeah. Premiership? Because, you know, if, for example, if whoever don't go up next year and Bristol come down Bristol are going to be spending I don't know whatever they spend 7 million how can you compete with that Larry? You know? <laughs> it's a tremendous amount of money isn't it yeah and it's not playoffs next year it's just first past the post so. oh what do you think of that I don't like you say it's great from a neutral it's great to watch the um, the playoffs in it yeah and it probably takes away the that's the best bit about the championship but then from my, I do feel for the teams who finish top and then don't end up going up. So, like Bristol did it for how many years and didn't manage to win the playoffs, and there were so many points ahead, you know. Yeah. So I think I don't know. They just never seem to get the a, good, a, a big enough advantage for finishing top because it still come down to two games. So, um, yeah. But I mean, it is. I don't know. It, it is a bit upsetting because. The, like you said the playoffs are so good to watch aren't they yeah I mean I think if I'm that top team I don't want them but uh, for everyone else I think they're yeah, just quality the other 11 teams do yeah <laughs> and I, t- I tell you what you get some real um, you get some real romantic stories too like Will Hurrell who was an absolute hero last year for Doncaster then then, get, then gets picked up by um, by Bristol themselves so it's a good shop yeah. window too yeah definitely uh, he's done great and he will so you know I can't just shows that the players in the, the championship there's, there's more than one or two who are really good premiership players well so. I'm glad you raised that because that's kind of where I was going next uh, I mean the championship is such a great incubator of English talent who you think is going to step up to the next level maybe the premiership maybe even beyond that yeah um, there's there's a number of players at Leeds I think Ryan Burrows who's off to Newcastle is a, is a real good number eight um, he'll, he'll make a, I think he'll make a massive impact in the Premiership good yeah. ball carrier I, I mean uh, also if you look at the signings that Newcastle are making at the moment that's going to be a serious outfit ne- next year yeah they, I think Toby Flood was he announced today as well Toby so, Flood yeah they've got the yeah, kid in yeah. Leicester who was there uh, I've heard I've I've heard rumours about Sam Jones but until anything's announced <laughs> who knows yeah so they, yeah they, they're really fair player they've had a great season haven't they with yeah the, the money they've spent, so um, hopefully it's great. I, I love it when Northern teams do well. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not many of them. <laughs> there's not many, so it's great, yeah. Hopefully they can they can keep going. Right, I'm going to ask you to be a bit controversial now, Joe, because you've just mentioned nor- Northern teams. Do you think that teams like Sale, like Newcastle, like Leeds, when they come up, they don't get fair representation playing for England? That's been, yeah, no, certainly when I was at Sale, that was the, the feeling around the place um, I don't know you'd have to I'm sure Eddie does watch watch the players just as much as the, the southern teams but you know I think it comes from the stronger teams are always going to get more players players in the England side and at the moment they're the teams down south so yeah, I, I think it comes from that to be honest which you can't argue with but there is certainly at Sale which from my experience some unbelievable young talent in like the likes of Beaumont Will Addison and Mike Haley, Sam James. Yeah. Uh, you know, people like that who 
you know, could it? Yeah, I think we'll play for England one day. So right. you know, I think they they are starting to get the recognition. But I say I got a few in, didn't they? This latest training squad. They so. did actually. To be fair, yeah. I think they got three in. Uh, Addis, no, a Haley, Sam, James, oh, uh, Solomona as well, in the back. Yeah, Solomona. Yeah, so he, he, was, um, he was dynamite. Yeah, unbelievable player. So, yeah, that, you know, hopefully it's starting to turn. And the way Newcastle have done this year as well, they, they'll, they should hopefully get more in next season, hopefully. Yeah, and also, you know, when you're talking about a squad that Newcastle are building, and it, it's good this year, it's going to be even better next year. It just, I mean, the competition in the Premiership next year is just frightening. It's already shaping up to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. This is great to watch, isn't it? Um, yeah, like Worcester, Worcester are only going to get stronger with the, the money they've got and the signings they've got. So, yeah, it's, there's no easy games now, is there? So, mm. uh, it's really exciting. Really exciting. So, uh, as a number 10, uh, as a guy that pulls the strings for your team, do when you look at the Premiership, who who impresses you with the way with the way that they play? Um... <laughs> I always go back to George. I'm a real big fan of George, obviously. Yeah. Because my brother, but he's, he's always, if you watch him, he's always real calm. Everything he does, he's never flustered. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing with the 10. You know, you can get 10s who are real good when it's, you know, quite a loose game because they just play off the cuff rugby. But when it comes to controlling a game and understanding when to play and when not to play, is I think that's a real big quality that a 10 needs Certainly in the Premiership and international level. So, him, Owen Fowles, real good at it as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, he controls games week in, week out. Um, so yeah, there's the you know the the top teams seem to have the tens who control the game the best. Wasps have got Gopuff and and players like that. So you know it's great great to watch them kind of tens. And how about in terms of? And in fact, you don't even need to tell me which teams you you like to watch as such but tell me about the, the like the style of rugby that you as a 10 prefer to play I do like a team that's I enjoy a team that's quite brave so they will they will run from their own half you know they're not they're not they're not under any pressure to kick everything from the coaches so um, you know even Saracens are seen as a kicking team but they still run the ball a lot exactly I mean I don't know where they they just kick so well and that's what people see but they're a great running team um, yeah I, you know teams that are, have a real good balance to them that's what I enjoy playing in so they, they just play what they see if it's on to kick they'll kick it you know they don't just kick it because that's what they always do yeah kick because that's reason. what the coach has decided when you're in position X yeah exactly because some coaches will say look 10 times out of 10 we're kicking the ball here you know and it's so easy to read and as a t- team analysing it you're just waiting for the kick so I like a team that has everything in the game and just plays what they see yeah because I what annoys me the most is when people start criticising bo- like box kicking and I think well you've got to do this in order to open up the rest of the game yeah of course and especially if you've got the, a great kicker at nine like Saracens have Wigglesworth and Leicester Ben Young's unbelievable box kicker you know it's such yeah. an attacking weapon if you have you know massive wingers going on to it and, and challenging for the ball you know it makes sense to do it yeah so, I, I really think Wigglesworth is probably the most underrated player I used to say the most underrated scrum half but I'm going to go with the most underrated player of, of a generation yeah I agree with you there he's he's, he's the main him, him and uh, Owen are probably the 
the two that really have led to Saracen's success, haven't they? Oh, oh completely. When when that guy when that guy retires, what is he now? Is he thirty thirty something? Yeah, I'm not sure. He just signed a new contract, I think, hasn't he? So I, I think he's gonna be like the Gary Neville of the Gary Neville of rugby. Never really appreciated until he stopped. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, in terms of players that you play with, do you have a preference for the style of twelve you play with or the style of nine that you play with? Yeah, twelves certainly twelves. I like a. It's real helpful for a ten when you've got another ball player at twelve who can think like a ten. So you've seen how successful it's been with England, mm. and it can take a lot of pressure off you because they're sometimes as a ten you just have so much pressure from the the line. You know, the other out the sorry the person out wide it can see a lot more space so has a bit more time to see where where we need to go. So I, I think that that's real helpful for a ten, and that's what you know. That's the way the game's going, isn't it? So it is. Now I've got a theory about this. I'd love to know your um, your opinion. My theory is modern defences are just too good for tra- for traditional twelves. So, so the guy who rams it up the middle and gets over the game line, I just don't yeah. think he can do that anymore. Unless you're Jamie Roberts or maybe a Ben Teo, but they're rare. Yeah, no, I agree. Because the way everyone's getting to a certain size now, you, you just get tackled, don't you? Yeah. And then what do you do? <laughs> you know. Then what? Oh God, we'll try it again. You get again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I think gone are the days when you can be an inside centre at say six foot and you know just have a little bit of a powerful run. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's a time and a place to it, but I think to break down these defences now you need a bit more bit more deception. And you know, it's not even that clear how you do break down these defences because defence is probably the most easily repeatable thing in all of, in all of rugby. So you could catch any team on a good day and they might just hammer you. Yeah, definitely. Um, the defence is like, Saracens, I always am saying, it's just a mindset thing, isn't it? So if you're in the right, if you turn up with that right frame of mind, like you say, it's it's difficult to get through any defence when they're, they're on it um, mm. with the line speed and, you know, they're all getting stuck in, so... Yeah, you know, it is real tough these days to, to break them down, which is why I think, especially the the all-black teams now are kicking the ball a lot more, attacking kicks. That I don't know if you've watched anything of Borden Barrett, but he's been <sighs> he probably kicked the ball yeah. 20 cross-field kicks in the last three games, you know, they just <laughs> because that, that's the way to break down the defence. Yeah. Them all, uh, know, it's just great, real smart from them because... You know they, they've done it once and they, they've just been like you said relentless with it and done it another twenty times. So, 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 generally speaking, then you prefer another an, another twelve that basically plays like a ten. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just think it just takes a lot of pressure off yourself at ten, and you know another kicker in the back line who you know can kick as well and and can step in at first receiver and, and stuff like that. You know, it's it's real good. So, if you're ever going to give advice to a young lad coming up playing nine, what would you tell him to do from a tens point of view? Um, I think the nine's like, you always want a good kicking nine as a ten because, again, it takes pressure off you and it don't, the way they, it don't make sense going back ten metres for your ten to kick it when your nine, if your nine's a good enough kicker, you can just kick it from that spot and, you know, get distance or even more distance. So, I think kicking game's really important England do it a lot off Youngs at nine. Obviously, Saracens kick ninety percent of the ball off nine, don't they? So yeah, as a ten, that that's real helpful if your nine can kick. And then you know, if he's a threat as well, then you're not just watching ten; you're watching nine. And if you 
watching nine, they might take an, half an eye off you at ten. So the best nines, I go back to Ben Young's. It's such a running threat, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Again, the amount of times he's gone through because I'm sure defenses are worrying about George uh, England and Owen or you know JJ and they've just <laughs> left Ben so it's like you, it, you can't get your eye off them yeah the strength and depth in England now is crazy I mean you just named all those boys uh, you know you've not even got as far as Elliot Daly you know. yeah sorry Elliot Daly as well yeah I should have mentioned him yeah he's great he's a footballer who's he'd be great to play with because he's a he can step in at first receiver and he's very clever clever uh, rugby brain on him so yeah I'd love to play with him yeah, well, hopefully next year you will be playing. Uh, well, we don't know where you're going yet, but uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully no. somewhere in the Premiership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I I don't know if you've heard, but um, there's a Lions tour this year. I, I don't know if I don't know if that's come across your uh, come come across your plate. Yeah. Uh, have you had much time to uh, watch any of the Super Rugby teams that they'll that they'll be up against? Yeah, I have. Uh, like I said, mentioned earlier, I've watched. I watch, I watch a lot of the Hurricanes. Yeah. Um, Borden Barrett and his, his brother, who plays 15, called Jordy Barrett, unbelievable players at, at, at recognising space mm-hmm. and then getting the ball there. Uh, it's a very... Because there's no relegation in that Super 14. They just play from everywhere. It's crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable. It's like a different different sport to watch, but it's unbelievable to watch. And um, Yeah, so there's going to... It's going to be tough because you've just got so many good footballers in that team. Starting with the, the forwards can play like a 10, some of them, Kieran Reid and yeah. people like that. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. But what you, do you, mean, you might argue Dane Coles is one of the best, not hookers, but rugby players in the world. And he plays hooker. <laughs> exactly. They've just got it. They're just all around foot, footballers, aren't they? they? They probably get bought up playing more like a league style of rugby than union. But, you know, we talked about earlier, getting yeah. the ball in the- and playing stuff like that. Well, the weird thing is, though, I mean, I, I think because of the New Zealand success, that colours the rest of the of the, of Super Rugby because you don't actually see that style or that success in the South African teams, in the Australian teams, in the Sunwolves or the, or, or the Jaguars. It does seem very unique just to New Zealand lads. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Um, they're doing something right, aren't they? I don't know what... They just... They're obviously... They're just really talented rugby players who work very hard on the game, and then yeah, you know. And then another thing is the coaching. Obviously, the coaching allow them to go and do it on the field. Maybe the South African teams aren't don't have that freedom that the the All Blacks or the New Zealand coaches give them. Yeah, have have, have you had the have you had the pleasure of working with uh, a New Zealand coach? Um, no, I haven't. No. Oh, get on the bucket list then. Yeah, yeah, that'd be real good. But I haven't, no, I haven't at the moment. Yes, yeah, so, so I've got a theory, you know, that I think the Lions, I, I think they might have a chance against the All Blacks. I'm not sure they might, they might have a chance. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm not sure they have a chance against the provincial teams if they come out at, at full strength. They'll be the tough games, won't they? Oh, completely. That's with that sort, it isn't an easy game, is it? Where you can probably rest a few players. They're going to have to go real strong in every game which will take it out of them yeah so I mean usually you've got like a president's 15 at some point or like you know a university team or whoever they play a midweek team no no such luck this time round no no and they'll they'll be like I say it'll be great for them to get one over on the Lions yeah well did you did you watch the Wales tour was it last year when they went to New Zealand 
Um, maybe, yeah, not 100%. Uh, is that either last year or the year before? Now, you would argue, right, that the Wales team, with all the superstars and all the influence that they're going to have on, on, um, on the Lions, their biggest beatdown by far was playing against the, against the Chiefs midweek. Yeah, yeah. It was um, just brutal. Yeah, it's going to be tough, isn't it? It's going to be t- the Chiefs, all of them are unbelievable teams. And I'm not. Are they playing all of them? I'm not sure, but yeah, I think I think they are yeah. actually. They've got all five provincial teams. I think one of the provincial teams falls between test matches, and I think they oh. might have like some other like smaller teams, like maybe an M- maybe an NCP team in between. That'd be brutal. Be tough, but you know. The fit, you know, it'd be, it'd be good to watch. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I wish them the best of luck, and by all accounts, they're going. By all accounts, they're going to need it. Well, Joe, you've been an absolutely awesome guest. Thank you for coming on. And where can we find you on Twitter? Um, so my handle's underscore Joey Ford. Excellent. And if you really want to find Joe Ford, find him this Wednesday at the IPA Green King Playoff Final. Okay, Joe, well, thanks again, and we'll cut. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly, Tilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Chip soon. Brilliant. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, mate. Joe.